And the uh, statistics were showing that the obesity rate in firefighters were a little bit higher than actually than the national average. This is Code 3, the podcast for firefighters. Now, here's your host, Scott Orr. That's right, and I will not let Parkinson stop me. Thank you for joining me again on Code 3. Well, if you want to do this job right, you need to be in top physical condition. That can be tough sometimes, especially when well-meaning taxpayers show up with donuts and other sweet treats. Or as one firefighter said, just once couldn't they bring a veggie tray? Today's guest knows fitness. Aaron Zamzal will be leading a couple of sessions on staying shape at Firehouse World this year. Aaron is the owner of Fire Rescue Fitness, a company that creates workout programs and fitness articles. They focus on getting fire rescue athletes fit for duty. Aaron is a National Academy of Sports Medicine certified personal trainer and a peer fitness trainer. And Darren Zamzow joins me now. Welcome to Code 3. Thanks, Scott. Good morning. Uh, you know, you mentioned the donuts, and, and I always try to say this time of the year especially, just because it's there doesn't mean you got to eat it, right? Sure you do. <laughs> if you don't eat it, who will? <laughs> well, eventually, I, I hate to say throw it out, but uh, I always try to I move them around a little bit at my firehouse. <laughs> Um, I never throw them away, but if you put them up high enough in the cupboards or in the cupboards, a lot of times, you know, by habit, I think we're all pretty lazy. So if you got to reach into the cupboard to get them, that's you're more too likely much to take trouble. Them yeah. <laughs> so how fit are most firefighters? Well, statistics will vary, Scott. Uh, about uh, two years ago, I think there was a um, an article published, and actually, I think. It, Time actually even uh, uh, produced it um, and uh, shared it. And, and the uh, statistics were showing that the obesity rates in firefighters were a little bit higher than actually than the national average. Now, when you look at those statistics, you look at those also included on-call paid volunteer um, departments and, of course, career departments. So, um, personally, you know, I've been able to, to go around and, and travel and I work with Firehouse and um, and write for them and, and uh, get to go to a lot of conferences. And I, and I think the numbers are improving. Um, you know, podcasts like yourselves, uh, like, like Code 3 podcasts, and uh, also like uh, magazines like uh, trade magazines like Firehouse are really helping to promote fitness. And uh, I think the industry is starting to take notice of it, especially with all of the other health concerns that we have with PTSD, cancer, um, and uh, heart disease. So fitness is really starting to come to the forefront. So to answer your question, I think we kind of hit to a, a point where, wow, this is uh, getting pretty bad. And now we're really, really utilizing the resources within the fire service to make improvements. So, um, you know, like I said, I, I 
I, uh, I appreciate this opportunity to talk about it, and I think that that just uh, kind of confirms that we're making improvement. Is the lack of fitness behind the on-duty heart attacks we hear about, would, you know, would better fitness have prevented them? You know, I, I think we, my gut response is yes. But, but. unfortunately, you know, but, right. Um, unfortunately, we just don't know all of the data. Uh, I had a great conversation with a um, Los Angeles County uh, chief, uh, Derek Oconis, um, and we actually wrote about this in Firehouse this last December, and him and I agree that maybe we're missing something. Um, maybe there were other extenuating circumstances of these heart attacks. Maybe there was prior history. Um, we, we just don't know enough, um, but I'd like to think that there are a couple of things that can help prevent it, and fitness is one of them. Hydration is another. Um, I almost think our gear might be too good in the fact that um, we get all this trapped. Uh, we, we can't cool ourselves and our body t- uh, temperature spike, and then you increase your heart rate. And if someone's a little bit dehydrated, you add all those factors in there. Um, I also think that, uh, you know, maybe better rehab and better um, uh, assessing on the fire ground could help that. So, I really think there's a lot of different things that add to that, but fitness can definitely help improve that statistic um, in the next couple of years. And, and along with that, I think cancer too. Uh, 33% of all cancers are preventative, uh, are, are preventable with good nutrition and fitness. So I, I think that fitness can really help in a lot of different areas uh, that we uh, experience in firefighter health. One of your sessions at Firehouse World is about the 10 best exercises for firefighters. What makes something specifically good for a firefighter? Uh, Great question. I actually, uh, I do a lot of of videos now, and I'm uh, on firerescuefitness.com, and one of them that I'm actually doing right after this is just about the essential components of a firefighter workout. You see around the internet, because firefighter fitness has kind of been in the forefront, there are a lot of different uh, articles and, and people writing about it. And sometimes you'll see, you know, workouts come across and they'll say, this is a firefighter workout. And my caution to, to firefighters and someone who's training for the job or is a firefighter and needs to uh, perform the job is to look at the totality of, of fitness and look at their workout. You can't just say that if you do 80 push-ups and 100 burpees and you crawl 20 feet, that's a firefighter workout because there's so many different components. Um, when you talk about particular exercises, when I came up with the 10 best exercises, I really evaluated what were the movements that we do on the fire ground and what movements in the gym will help us improve uh, that that those movements are, are performed better on the fire ground. I used to work with athletes um, before I got in the fire service. I, I was a little bit older. I uh, went through uh, my full-time. I got full-time hired in Madison, Wisconsin when I was 35. So I was in an academy with 20 or 21-year-old kids. So I had to figure out how to train for that. And um, you, you, you look at, you know, when you train an athlete, 
let's say, for instance, uh, I used to work with some guys from the NFL, and they were defensive backs. We didn't train them the same way we did linemen. Um, and when I worked with uh, guys from the NHL, I didn't train them the same way I did football players. So basically what happened to me was when I got in the fire service, I, I looked at what people were doing, how they were training uh, as firefighters, and it didn't really correlate. So over the last 15 years, I've been trying to, to develop programs, and, and there's a lot of other good people doing the same thing um, that help perform better. So you know, when you look at what are the 10 best exercises, well, those are the exercises that really help deal with the different tasks of carrying stuff, uh, climbing stuff, drags, crawling, uh, sledging and pounding, um, lifting heavy stuff and moving it from one place to another. So when uh, we go through that seminar, uh, we're going to talk about what the movements are and then what exercises those top 10 are. Uh, I will give you one um one is a, a, a plank, and and the reason I say it's a plank is that every one of the movements that we do on the fire ground involves core, because you never really you never isolate any muscle group. Um, I guess unless you're a chief, right, Scott? You got a point somewhere. <laughs> um, Actually, I was um, going to say planks are hard. I mean, this is not easy stuff you're advocating. No, no, and uh, but neither is a job. Um, well, that's and, true. And that's not, you know, it's it's a we we maybe don't see as many fires in certain communities and certain fire departments may not see as many fires, but that doesn't mean that you don't have to be ready for them. Um, and I think your previous question, which was was awesome um, about the heart attacks, is is sometimes I think we get lulled to sleep. Um, and what I mean by that is because we maybe don't have as many fires we don't necessarily train and prepare for them the way we should. Um, and I get this question a lot too is, well, you know, I'm volunteer, I'm on call paid. Um, do I need to work out differently than a career firefighter? And my answer is uh, emphatically no. Uh, you need to train the same way because the instances that we come across are all the same, right? Fire doesn't discriminate. Um, a a two-story single-family house fire in a small rural community is the same as it is in downtown, um, you know, Madison. Now the building construction might be different, but the physicality of the job stays the same. So, um, you know, getting back to your original question, those 10 exercises, like I said, are really, really meant to help perform, uh, the, the athlete perform better on the fire ground. At the company level, do you feel like more attention is paid when it comes to training for the fire? instead of training your body to be ready for the fire? Uh, I think so. I, I, um, I, I run up what's called a fit for duty challenge every January. And we, will, we will talk about that in just a minute. Yeah. Um, and, um, which I appreciate too, uh, that you bring that up. Um, but I, I think that that the crew aspect to this is starting to gain popularity. Um, I get a lot of emails, uh, from people that, Say, hey, I'm joining the challenge. Can I get my crew involved? And and uh, of course, I always respond yes. And that's really the name of uh, or the, the the rationale behind doing this is, you know, peer pressure. Kill, I think, in some cases, um, makes uh, the fire service less conducive to health and, and fitness because you do get the donuts and you get 
you know, a little bit of pressure as a cook to cook just something that tastes good, maybe that's not the most healthy. Uh, so by getting the crew involved in workouts, I think, number one, you learn to work better together and uh, you get the camaraderie and you start to change that positive, uh, you get more positive pressure in, in trying to improve health. Um, so I really believe that the crew aspect to uh, firefighting can help with fitness. Some crews are working out together, um, and that really is what I think will help stem and, and continually drive the firefighter fitness movement. Now tell me about your Fit for Duty Challenge. Uh, every year, so this is actually the fourth year that we're doing it, um, and when I say we, it's it's me and my dog, uh, basically running fire rescue fitness. Yeah, that and, happens. Uh, <laughs> I think you could probably relate to that, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so Tessa and I, uh, we um, run this challenge. This is the fourth year, and really, what motivated me to do this was uh, we we really thrive on kind of peer pressure. We thrive on challenge, meaning as firefighters we do. And the idea behind it is I put up about $3,500 of my own money. And out of that $3,500, we give that money back as prizes uh, to those individuals that use some of the fire rescue fitness workouts and uh, see changes, positive changes. And sometimes it's subtle changes like, hey, we, I lost 10 pounds, but I got three different crews now doing FRF workouts and our department's culture is changing. And all I wanted to do was uh, reward that and then use that to motivate others to continually make positive change. So the challenge runs from January 1st to April 15th. Uh, you could start a program anytime from January 1st to March 15th. But by April 15th, all we want to know is what program did you do? How did it work for you? How did it help you in your career? Uh, every year, uh, we get people that show us before and after photos uh, to help motivate them and others. We also started a group um, on Facebook that has over 300 members that are participating right now. And really, it's, uh, it's really easy to start. So you go to firerescuefitness.com. You uh, click on the link for get paid to get fire rescue fit. The first thing you need to do is choose one of our FRF workouts. And we have workouts for different levels. We have different uh, workouts for different goals. Uh, and that purchase gets you started in the challenge. You'll get an email on uh, um, how, to, how the challenge actually works. But basically, you get a program, you start it, you see results, and you let us know how it worked for you by April 15th. And then the uh, Fire Rescue Fitness, I call them the FRF Nation, votes on Facebook. I have a committee that helps take a look at all the entrants. And then... Even if you're not in the top five, we put everybody who submits results, we put them into a big raffle, and uh, we give away prizes like TRX, uh, Amazon gift cards, even some cash, some uh, T-shirts, lots of T-shirts. Uh, a friend of mine owns a supplement company that's really, really good that's catered to uh, the first responders in, in the fire service. We're giving away some of those things. So uh, the, the idea behind the, the challenge was to – just promote fitness and, and help each other motivate uh, a, a healthier culture in the fire service. And it's been, it's been great. Every year in April, I always, I'll be honest, I kind of go, oh, gosh, I hope we get some good people. And every year 
I'm floored by the results. So we uh, are running that right now. Like I said, you could start your program anytime between now and March 15th. Well, we'll leave it there. You're doing a lot for firefighters, so thank you for that. And Aaron Zamzo, thank you for joining me on Code 3 today. Hey, thanks, Scott. I really appreciate the opportunity and love what you're doing. Keep it up. Let me know if I can help in the future. And as always, we've put some more information on Aaron's company, Fire Rescue Fitness, on our website, code3podcast.com slash fitness. Check it out. Now here's Holly. Thanks, Scott. If you enjoy listening to Code 3, let us know. Or maybe you have a guest suggestion. We'd love to hear it. In fact, if you have some criticism, we'll take that too. Just as Chief Bruno would have said, be nice. You can email us at code3podcast at gmail.com or call 928-985-0530 and leave a message. We're listening, so give us your feedback. All right, that's it. That's all for this edition of Code 3. Thank you for listening. I'll be back again next time with more. I'm Scott Orr, and until then, I'll see you later. Code 3 is a production of Enchanted Sky Media. To get in contact with us, visit Code3Podcast.com. And if you haven't subscribed yet, you should. Don't miss an episode. Find us at the Apple iTunes Store, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts.